Brad. Okay. And today we're here to discuss Minute 90 of The Lost World. David, we got to see, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, or last week at least, the uh, Jurassic Park legacy line of Lego. Probably not its actual name. Yeah, we've been sort of talking briefly about uh, the possibility of Jurassic Park Lego and not the Jurassic World or Fallen Kingdom stuff. But it appears it's going to have the uh, the Fallen Kingdom box art. But um, we've had a set released here, which is uh, Jurassic Park Velociraptor Chase, they're calling it. Yeah, it's kind of like a merge between the kind of the ending scene with the with the kitchen chase, excuse me, and the control room chase. It's odd that they've put the lab in there as well. Like one of the computer monitors that Lex is sitting at looks through a large window towards. Um, I'm guessing they're eggs in an incubator. Yeah. I don't know what else it could be, because they're amber. It's, we don't actually see any amber in Jurassic Park, apart from what that text's holding in the in, instructional video. But it's it's almost like it's sort of a little bit from Fallen Kingdom where they got all the amber on display yeah. there. You think? Yeah, I don't know. It's just strange, because the ladder's there as well in that section for them to uh, climb up into the air ducts. But, of course, this has no roof, so... But it's good we got, like, a Jurassic Park-coloured uh, version of the raptor figure. Uh, Grant, Ellie, Tim and Lex. So it's great. It's definitely good to see something Jurassic Park coming out of yeah. Lego now. I'm just hoping that this means that we'll also get to see the um, the main world attack. That would be awesome. I would love to get that. There was recently a uh, attempt, a fan attempt to get Lego to put take on that um, set. That actually gone through, designed it all, uh, box art, playability, having all these little... Um, gimmicks and that inside the set and I'm pretty sure it was turned down again I wonder if that's because they knew they had the license at that point uh, that's yeah there's been fan attempts for a long time of explorers, visitor centres um, and it's always been turned down whether it's due to not, they don't think they'll sell enough of the set, the set's being too much to produce um, that's, that's all, Lego knows why they don't do it but um Especially after the success of Jurassic World, and I'm sure their sets would have been pretty well sold for that Jurassic World line. It just seems like now's the time to do a lot of that Jurassic Park stuff. Um, even as a fan, I even dabbled in um, Jurassic Park Lego. I did a... I never finished it, but I was doing a raptor pen. Yeah, yeah. Back in... Um, oh, back in 98 or 99, I actually took the... Uh, I think it was the Lego City police truck and made into the RV. Um, completely, completely made a, a second trailer to go behind it. Um, it was white and had police on the side of it, so <laughs> I never, never got around to painting it because I wasn't that talented at painting at the time. But um, I remember going down to a bank at the creek and cleaning off a bit on the on the bank and having the trailer hang over the side and the little jeep in front of it holding onto it and my junior T Rex because it was in great scale with that and playing playing let's hang the rv off a cliff <laughs> <laughs> i used to do that with a fire truck when i was a kid yeah yeah i had an electric red fire truck and that was my rv it was a ladder truck i reckon there's still a couple of photos somewhere because i took some photos of it i'm gonna have to try and find them but um yeah just have a little stick under the front of it to make the front of the, the trailer pop up like it does in the film and <laughs> Learnt the hard way a couple of times to uh, just have a little bit of string holding the two together because the way the trailer liked to pop out of the, the little trailer hitch, <laughs> the Lego trailer hitch. So the first time it actually fell on its own. 
But no, this is fantastic, and I can't wait to see what else is coming out for the Jurassic World or Fallen Kingdom Lego line in relation to these original sets. They've still got the main Jurassic gates on it too to sort of tie in, to uh, separate a little bit from the Fallen Kingdom line, so yeah, it'll be good to see. Yeah, it will be. Oh, man. Ian's not going to like this. Right. Figured out how the animals survive without lysine. I don't care. If you look at the diets of the herbivore species that are thriving, they eat mostly agama beans, soy, anything lysine rich. And the carnivores, well, they eat the herbivores. All right, ready to get in the minute 90. Sure. As we end the minute 89 of Lost World, Ian, Sarah, and Kelly had arrived at the worker village and were wandering down the main street, Ian calling out for Nick, but not getting a response. As we open on minute 90 of the Lost World, Raptor jumps up on top of the Suburban and then leaps down onto Sarah, causing her to slide along the ground as it attacks her backpack. At 89 minutes and 7 seconds, as the Raptor continues to tear at the backpack, Ian pulls Kelly close and they watch on in horror. The three move around the back of a Chevy Blazer that's parked with a power pole across its roof and start to head back in the direction that they'd come but the raptor sees them and snarls. At 89 minutes and 20 seconds, Ian picks up a stick and starts to bang it on the broken section of the roof in front of him, and then onto the side of the blazer, yelling, here, 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 and then shouts to Sarah and Kelly, inside, anywhere. At 89 minutes and 27 seconds, two more raptors come sprinting through the main gates and leap up onto the Suburban, and then they leap forward just as Kelly and Sarah enter the kiln shed, slamming the door behind them. At 89 minutes and 36 seconds, Ian runs back around the side of the blazer once more, trying to hide from the pursuing raptor, but it leaps onto the fallen power pole and snarls down at him. Ian turns and sprints for the gas station. At 89 minutes and 46 seconds, he enters the gas station and closes the door behind him, but it doesn't work. The raptor comes flying through the large window and crashes inside, glass going everywhere. Ian runs back out the door but the raptor leaps through the window again, cuts off his retreat, and snarls at him. At 89 minutes and 54 seconds, he pulls the gas station door off its hinges and holds it up between himself and the approaching raptor. The raptor snarls and leaps forward, sending Ian flying through a large glass window behind him. And as the minute ends, he stumbles and gets to his feet. <laughs> as we've seen last minute, the group's walking into the uh, band village, um... And all of a sudden, a raptor leaps up onto the Suburban and uh, and then jumps down and grabs Sarah by the backpack and sort of sends her sliding along the ground. There's a couple of great behind-the-scenes videos of uh, this stunt being performed where uh, Sarah just sort of dives to the ground, gets dragged along the ground <laughs> mm-hmm. with no, no raptor behind her. And... Yeah, same with uh, some footage uh, for in the Making of book as well. And it's sort of... It's hard to go, or even go frame by frame to see where the raptors actually come from. Um, they don't appear to come through the gates. They must have come through the fence yeah, between the gates and, and well, the power plant. But We don't even know if those fences are functional anymore. They're probably not. Uh, yeah, I, and I suppose, we'll talk about it a little bit now, considering the red lights are on, we know that the sort of the fences light up. Um, the the buildings in the higher buildings in the village anyway have the red lights as well. Mm-hmm. Um, more so for the helicopter approach, just so it knows where all the high structures are in the area. I'm sure if I'm sure firstly if 
the fence had power, they'd be arcing out because a lot of the wires are hanging down. Whether the fence was even completed to start with is just another another thing too. Oh. But uh, but I don't see Nick flipping one switch in the operations building as supplying power to the entire village. Like it, it supplied basic power as in lights, but I'd still reckon there's there's buttons in that in the kiln shed that we'll see in a minute that um. I reckon something there would have to be power distribution for the fence. Yeah, true. Well, plus it need a closed circuit to um, actually be... it actually have to um, have electricity running through it. And I doubt, like you said, they had bits of wire hanging down. So I doubt they even had... Um, so I doubt that they have a full closed circuit. I'm sure maybe some of the wires might be live. I mean, I'm sure at least one of them has to be. But I doubt all of them are. Yeah, but then the other thing too, there's power poles dotted down the main street that are all falling over. Mm. Um, whether or not they supplied power to the fence, I, I don't know why all that's not underground. Yes, okay, it sort of adds that debris to be lying around to have power poles, and we see ones used later for a raptor to jump onto. But Well, they're also um, light poles too. They were probably used to illuminate the village. Yeah, yeah. And it could have even been like... Um, communication lines, telephone lines running down them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which sort of happens a lot with um, that sort of stuff. But And this is where sort of the Raptors appear really takes off from that eerie music we discussed last minute. Now the, the drums pick in, the trumpets mm-hmm. pick up as well. And, yeah, we get the um, nice drum line that with the fast beat. Yeah, yep. Um, as I said, the sort of impact sends are sliding across the ground. Uh, Ian pel- pulls Kelly close and watches as the rap starts to tear at the backpack. Um, which again isn't a lucky pack. It's RJ's pack, so mm-hmm. I, I kind of love this part because I mean he's he pulls Kelly close, which is understandable. I mean I would too, but then he kind of just looks at it like, sorry, sorry, Sarah, you're on your own. Yeah, <laughs> if, yeah, if like he's it's your time. Yeah, he's sort of he's got that look on his face, like helplessness look, but um, <laughs> yeah, just sits there and sort of spends time. <laughs> looking and not really acting because um the pack at some point here the pack gets torn off and sort of the raptor keeps sort of playing around for it while sarah gets to her feet and runs to where they're standing mm-hmm. um not being helped at all by Anne. but they sort of move around uh, the other vehicle here which has got um a power pole or a light pole sort of lying across it as well and this is a 73 chev blazer k5 obviously modified a bit being uh, suspension lift and being a convertible as well but just another vehicle they've got here as a set piece mm-hmm. um, and it's sort of weird they they move around the um, and pass the front of it and then start heading back towards the Raptor I don't know where whether they're planning to head back towards the fence or because um, the kiln shed door is right behind them so mm-hmm. it just seems like a weird move they go behind the vehicle as uses a shield then walk around the front then sort of start heading back towards the animal again it's 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 a bit weird. Well, I think um, Ian kind of comes out of his funk and he goes to distract the raptor while Sarah and Kelly can go hide. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the raptor drop the as they do get closer, the raptor drops the backpack from its jaws and sort of snarls at them, mm-hmm. and they stop. And Ian picks up the stick then and starts banging on one of those roof sections that's mm-hmm. laying in the middle of the main street, um, and then starts hitting on the side of the blazer as well just to get a bit of noise. Um, mm-hmm. And so, sort of, as we said last minute, oh, go. 
I was going to say now, as when this scene was filmed, that was actually a um, practical raptor. That was an animatronic from Stanwickson Studios. They had standing there, but for some reason, they I guess just to be more dynamic and free moving, they had the they switched it up with a CGI raptor instead. Yeah, well, it could have been to get the eye line that as well, because um, yeah, they had the animatronic raptors here on set, especially in the next um, couple of scenes, but. Um... If it's sitting there on a rig and it's sort of on wheels or something, they could have just sat it there for eye line or something. Yeah, that's true. Um, but then again, even that, even so, um, these male raptors are considerably shorter than the animatronics that Stanwood's and Studios built. I would have to say they're about at least a foot shorter. Yeah, and and sort of the color. There's a little bit of an inconsistency of the color as well and the pattern design in the CG model. Um, a couple of times here, the CG models don't really look that that good. Ooh. But then, <laughs> but then, sort of, if 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 you've got that original um, two pack that come out where they made their own CG Raptors, they look really really bad. So <laughs> I won't um, in the in the in the menu, the load menus and that they sort of have one that crashes through the window of the gas station. And it looks it's got a real pointy nose. It looks really weird. But yeah, um, but yeah, as I was saying, like Ian's sort of banging on this section of roof and then the car. Um, as we said last minute, there was in some of the uh, miniatures and that, and even the set design, there was going to be a small bus station in the middle of the village here that the roof had pretty much collapsed from its supports and was just laying in the middle of the main street. So unless unless this stuff's off the top of the tank that's fallen over, um, that's surely what's got to be, because as we see, all the other roofs have got sort of a different design of the roof. We've seen tile and we can see corrugated iron. Um, I don't know, same. because, I mean, it's triangular, but it does have a corrugated look to it, the pieces of the roofing that are still there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a small section of pitched roof. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sort of looks a bit too small even to be a bus stop <laughs> bus stop shade, but it's something they probably just put through together to yeah, put there as a bit of... Yeah, yeah. Um, For odds, odd bits and ends to stick there from a junkyard or something, you know? Yeah, yep. And, and movie houses do this. They go, they'll go through the garbage, pull out old ladders that are busted up, and just stick them in here. And I'm sure they, did, I'm sure they did that. Hey, we need some old uh, rotted two by fours, uh, some old busted up ladders, bits of roofing, you know. Even just the power poles and the lights, just <laughs> yeah, same sort of thing. Uh-huh. Hey, what do you, what we... do you for us? Uh, they call up a city dump. Yeah. You know? Yep. Whatever they can do to save money. Mm-hmm. Um, but we cut back to a view of the main gates once again, and two more raptors enter the village and sort of leap onto the suburban, and then leap off to the ground just as Kelly and Sarah enter the kiln shed. That because um, Ian said earlier, as he said, sort of inside anywhere, telling them to go. Those two raptors start banging on the door and start trying to dig under it, but um, Ian sort of run back around behind the blazer again and move slow towards the rear of it, um, just in time to see. Yeah, just in time to see Raptor sort of leap up onto that fallen power pole and snarl down at him. Mm-hmm. And I love in the background here, we've got the lit up windows in the boarding house too, yeah. in the background, just to show I mean, that sort of... You can't really see what's in there, but I mean, it's still nice. We see in sliders that it's actually just a hollow shell. There's no mm. second floor to it even at all. It's just some windows. Yeah, and even... Some windows. Yeah, and even the, um, the aging of the... the materials doesn't extend inside as well it's just no. pine pine with uh, some paint here and there and um measurements 
stenciled mm-hmm. or penciled onto yeah. the onto the timbers, but well, I doubt that they ever uh, plan to actually use the inside of the boarding house. They describe it, but they never in none of the scripts do they ever actually enter it. Ian turns and runs across the street. He sort of moves past the gas pumps and enters the gas station, still limping a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, runs across there and he's got a raptor close behind him and uh, it leaps through one of the large windows at the front of the office for the gas station. Um, now, before it does that, we get we kind of get a shot of the tires here on the... Oh, yeah, yep. And what is that, the Chevy truck here that the pole is... Uh, leaned up against the stage. The blazer, yeah. Yep. And they're brand new tires. You can still see the blue <laughs> on them. <laughs> they're brand new tires. They're, I think they even look inflated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we had that problem with Jurassic World as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought you were going to talk. There's two large um, sort of tractor tires out in front of the gas station as well. Yeah, there are. Again, might be just something from a store that they've sort of had dropped there as a bit of scene filler, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I included them on my map, but I have no idea where they they come from, and nor do I have any idea... There's another one out in, out in front of that little pond in front of the um, operations center, but again, don't know where it comes from. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to know if there's a fourth that's somewhere. I've never actually looked for it. Yeah, and it's sort of similar to the front tyres that I think we see on that forklift in Jurassic Park, but just a lot smaller. These are larger, mm-hmm. um, yeah, these are definitely larger tractor tyres. So. Yeah, they're truck tyres. Again, looking, I love the little bits of detail that they do go into on the um, gas station here. After the Raptor smashes into it, you can see paper-filled binders. Uh, it's not really, really like a bulletin board, but it's got like a key. It's got like a key rack there. And yeah, and I think there's, I got count. There's like 28 spaces and about 24 sets of keys hanging on them. Like that's a lot of keys <laughs> for this little village. If it's all door keys or car keys or, um, well, there's a lot also, of keys still hanging there. Might also be to the, um, to the embryonics facility that we see too. You know. Yeah, true. That the aviary, the aviary. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even the 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 sort of office building and that we see at the airport or the runway later on as well. There's that little shack there. Yeah, there is. Um, with the water truck there. But yeah, yeah, it's nice little kind of details. And actually, I just noticed next uh, next to the um, next to the key racks, there's looks to be a radio and a little locker. But And I can't see what's in the locker, but it looks almost like the gun locker's that we see in the bunker, in the emergency bunker. Yeah, I definitely noticed that too. It's not a full, a full length one like a rifle or a shotgun um, lock, locker, but mm-hmm. it's definitely big enough to be like a pistol or smaller weapons like that. Or even the um, Spaz 12 that folded up. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And it's sort of sitting there against the wall um, with the door sort of half open. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not closed, so I wonder if maybe it was a weapons locker and. Uh, they took the weapons before they left, but um, Ian sort of not really doesn't really have time to look around here no. as much as I'd love to see what those books on the rear shelf are. But I, um, I know, really, I'm sure they just <laughs> took a bunch of white paper, punched holes in them, and just stuck them in a bi- in a binder. You know? Oh yeah, stuck I'm sure there's shelf. a there's, yeah, I'm sure there's a shelf in the Universal prop store where it's just blank binders for for libraries, uh-huh. blank books, libraries full of books that just have nothing in them. They're only spines, yeah. so. But yeah, sort of, Ian 
backs away from the snow, and Raptor as it enters the office beside him. And um, we get this little cat and mouse game where he sort of leaps or runs back outside, and the mm. uh, Raptor sort of leaps back outside and cuts off his escape as well. And as he heads back inside, he um, rips the door off its hinges, mm-hmm. <laughs> super in with his sexy chest that we don't see here. <laughs> um, <laughs> And sort of rips the door off and holds it up between himself and the mm-hmm. raptor. And the raptor snarls and then leaps forward and sends him crashing through, luckily, a window behind him and not a solid wall. Mm-hmm. Which is funny. <laughs> but, um, if you watch the behind-the-scenes yeah, video, it's just full masochism. He's just repeatedly smashing his head with that door. <laughs> yeah, top top gun acting. Like, he's there with Spielberg, and Spielberg's like, I'll just hit it harder, harder. And yeah. Ian's sort of just holding the door out and just... Going through the motions of acting like the doors, um, like bowing his arms and hitting him in the head. And there's a uh-huh. couple of times where you actually hear that thud of that door yeah, hitting the, Jeff Goldblum in uh, the head. <laughs> yeah, the window there seems to be like like plastic or something, so it yeah. doesn't break. Yeah. I'm not sure, was it actually him that went through the window, or that would have been a stunt guy? Yeah, I think that was a stunt guy. More so just because it was large slivers of glass there, but... Well, it, um, it's prop glass, which is usually actually hard candy. But they, they yeah. can still be sharp. You don't want to. And uh, Malcolm's top, or Jeff Goldblum's top bill actor in this movie, so you don't want to <laughs> get hurt. Well, especially when it falls out on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, his back gets bent. Bend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he falls out on a weird angle. Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple, couple of shots from production where they'll... I'm guessing we're running through the motions here where they've got the padded bags down the ground for the actor to fall out onto. Um, but here it looks like he falls on the ground and he, his, uh, his hips come up to say hello to his face. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> it just, he, like yeah, Jeff Goldblum's a big guy and he's pretty lanky, but yeah, it sort mm-hmm. of collapses over the top of himself <laughs> mm-hmm. before he rolls onto his feet and gets up, but... Mm-hmm. And you don't get a good shot of his face here, which is another telltale that they're using a stunt guy. Mm, All you yeah. kind of get is you at most you get his nose and an eye here, you know. Yeah, but uh, that's where the this bit ends. He uh, sort of picks himself up off the ground and goes to run around the side of the gas station. Mm-hmm. As for the the road to here. Um, Going back to the shooting script, uh, last minute we'd seen the uh, group arrive at the village and were um, approaching the operations building with the uh, lone raptor leaping onto a fallen tree behind them, but they hadn't seen or heard it. It continues with the raptor crouching and springs forward right into the back of Sarah, sending a forward, falling to the ground and uh, knocks everyone over like dominoes, much sort of what we see here, but um, it would have been funny just a raptor riding Sarah along the ground, Ian and Nick and that falling over because they've been knocked over by the raptor. But... Um, Sarah sort of rolls hard as uh, Raptor continues to attack her back and looks up to see a second one charging at her, and she sort of and she sort of rolls to the side just as the foot comes down beside her head, and um, as the second animal sort of arrives on the scene, tries to cut her with its big toe, but the second Raptor joins the first in attacking her backpack and sort of leaves the humans alone at the moment. But um, panic, the group scatters. Nick sprints for the main building as a third Raptor appears and gives chase. And it closes on him very, very quickly, and he ends up leaping into the back of a van and slams the door shut, closing it behind him. Um, the raptor slams in the door, and this is pretty much what we see later with Ian inside the car, where the raptor's sort of trying to get into Nick through the little hole in the window, and um, 
and it gets reworked into what we see with Ian. But um, lastly, over at the pre-San Diego script, the team's still at the front doors of the operations building, and uh, like in a couple of minutes' time, um, they don't have the whole this whole chase through the through the uh, village being chased by raptors. So we'll probably come back to San Diego script as the uh, helicopter leaves the island, and we'll, and we'll and we'll finish out what the original script would have been before we head to San Diego. So, uh, Dave, if anything else on Minute 90 you want to get to before we get heavy for today? Yeah, actually, uh, you mentioned prop books, and it's funny that you brought that up because I just remembered I have a prop book, and it is not empty pages. It's a copy of Moby Dick. Um, oh. It doesn't actually have any publishers in it. It's actually a full prop book. It's printed in it, House of Props, Inc. And it's a beautiful book. I mean, it's a real book. It's cover to cover of Moby Dick, but... At the beginning, they just have a bunch of beautiful oil painting, or not oil paintings, but reprints of oil paintings on the page of stuff that's Moby Dick related, like images of sailors from the era, images of an uh, East Coast town from the era, stuff like that. Yeah. And so I just thought it was really interesting that uh, not every time you see a book on the shelf in a movie is it a... Um, is it just a book with uh, some white pages stuffed in there? Yeah, yeah, well, that's a good point, because I've got the uh, Grey Sports Almanac from Back to the Future 2, which is a fan-made prop, not an official-released item, but it's, it's I don't know if they just went and found a whole heap of sporting statistics, whether it's actually real. I haven't even looked up any to see if they're the actual <laughs> real sporting outcomes, but it's got all that stuff in there, um, and no blank pages as well. I know some fans that have been trying to make their own version of the Grail Diary from The Last Crusade as well, mm-hmm. sort of just trying to fill those pages with what, what would be in there. Now, as for here in the gas station, fuel receipts, vehicle maintenance, that sort of thing you'd imagine would be in there. So even maybe a motor pool with uh, who's got vehicles, who's loaning vehicles out and that sort of thing, especially with the keys there as well. But mm-hmm. And as we've said before, especially when sort of um, Nick was going through the communication centre and that just the attention to detail those in production did to the film um, even though they might have not got a lot of screen time that's possible there might be more there to those books than what we see mm-hmm. um, especially I mean, considering a Spielberg he, you, he's known for going all out on his props and sets yeah you know? well even that, that gun cage is on top of a filing cabinet isn't it I think there's a filing cabinet there somewhere as well um yeah. Just to see what's in that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, alas. Well, another thing to note that you notice in the gas station there is how there's kind of like two sets of doors there. One goes into a room in the back that we never see that just seems to be like storage or something. The other one goes into the garage. Mm. Well, I suppose while we're on the gas station, we don't really come back to it later. Um We've seen some set photos from after filming had finished. We actually get to see pretty much all four sides of the gas station. There's a viewing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a second story where there's a small, like a small high height up there, or a <laughs> enclosed area where you can look out over the entire village. Um, we sort of theorised earlier with the tower and early concept how it was originally going to be sort of like a safe space or a observation tower on top of the uh, operations building. We're here, it sort of seems like that as well, but it could be just a skylight for the garage itself. Um, 
there's a there's a truck stop near here that sort of has a very similar design. It's a lot larger, but it's just pretty much a massive. It's got the windows around there. There's no second store. It just opens up the roof of the building to light um, mm-hmm. as a large skylight. But again, just some of that weird um, weird uh, design and engineering in the buildings that uh, we don't 100% know about. Um, the gas station is not quite a second story just because it's not like... It almost seems like half a story where that's the, the true ceiling. And then they have mm. a drop ceiling on the inside and no drop ceiling in the garage just for taller vehicles. Yeah. yeah. But I know what the, the little tire you're talking about is more towards the side of the um, of the gas station office. And mm. it's not really even a tower. It's more like a little box. Yeah, it's like a phone booth with windows up there. Yeah. Like but a it, small phone I would booth. have to say it's probably the AC, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'd have to say that that's a cover for the for an AC unit, a rooftop AC unit, a smaller one, but yeah. And being in the tropics, that's definitely something you'd think would be um, in effect here. Mm-hmm, and definitely something you'd want. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. All right, done for today. Happy Easter, everyone. We'll be back next week. All right. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com, Facebook, The Lost World Minute, Twitter, at The Lost World Minute, and Instagram, The Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, Life will find a way.